Hello and welcome to episode two of the All Things Brentford podcast. This is going to be the match reaction to the Brentford-West Ham game, which at the time of recording has just finished. We currently did lose 4-2 to West Ham United away in the Premier League. I'm Jay and I'm joined by Cameron again. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad, you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. So I think we'll I think we'll start with um, our expectations going into the game. Obviously, we were both quite confident. Well, not confident, but we were both sure that going to West Ham was a place where we could go get three points. Obviously, we're unbeaten against West Ham in the Premier League, five out of five against them until today. Obviously, where we did lose four two. Um, I just want to see when. When you saw the lineups come out, obviously it came out earlier in the day that Paqueta was going to start the game and was going to play, which was always going to be a huge boost for West Ham. But what did you think about the lineups? Obviously, for anyone who doesn't know what the lineup was, we had Flecken in goal. We played a back three of me, Zanka, and Aya. We played Regulon at left wing back. We played Keen Lewis Potter at right wing back. We played a midfield three of Norgard, Onyeka, Jensen, and a front two of Tony and Mapai. Cam, let me know what you think, mate. Um, no, I thought it was I thought it was a decent lineup. I could see why Frank took Collins out um, of the lineup and put and put Zanker in. Um, I wasn't too worried about West Ham's lineup. It was sort of the sort of bog standard um, team lineup that, that sort of West Ham put out. I thought we were going to have a good game. Um, almost as soon as we sort of kicked off, I did then sort of think it, it does have one all written all over it. Um, that did change after um, eight minutes in. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the, the lineup was was solid. Um, we didn't have much pace um, on the bench because uh, obviously we started this part this time round. Um, but we'll get on to into how he did in the game. But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a decent lineup. What about you? Uh, I was obviously, we both par predictions out on Twitter. And if you're not following us on Twitter, our Twitter is at all Brentford pod. Um, I think I wasn't disappointed with the lineup. I thought the lineup was all right. Don't get me wrong. On Yeka being in there, he was always going to be in there because of the result, the way he played against Man City, where he was close to exceptional. But yeah, I wasn't too disappointed. Obviously, I was a big, big advocate for Keen Lewis Potter starting the game. I said from, obviously, the preview we did the other day that I think he should start the game. Um, I don't know. It was a bit of an iffy one for me. I, I was disappointed not to see Collins, though. I did think Zanka, I think everyone on Brentford Twitter was thinking maybe Zanka would get dropped and Collins would come in. But at the end of the day, we had to put our faith in Frank. But let's move on to the game quickly. Obviously, game kicks off. I We know you're probably the most pessimistic Brentford fan out there. But I was quite optimistic. I thought if we can get in there early doors, we can do something around here. I think it was a two, three minutes in. Suchek has a chance. Puts it over the ball. And even um, they said on commentary, they said this is a big worry for Brentford because Suchek just put one over the ball that early and chances will be coming. And then little do you know, two minutes later, Jared Bowen goes and scores against us. Um, it was a very slow start from us, obviously. Um, questions could be raised about whether Onyeka was fouled. Me personally, I don't think he was fouled. But what do you think about the build? Did you see it coming? Um, I knew West Ham were going to come up firing. 
Uh, I think in the in the pre-match results from sort of Sky beforehand, um, and they made a big deal about how slow West Ham have been starting, how they play very sort of defensive, low block sort of football. Um, even though the position that they're in, um, in the table, they kind of go out and attack. Moyes missed the cheerle- cheerleader on the sidelines, um, throwing his arms about, getting his team um, moving forward. I knew we were going to start slow. I wasn't expecting that. As soon as Suchek missed, I thought we were in trouble. Nothing changed. We, we sat in so deep again. I don't know why we didn't try and um, open up the space on the pitch and, and just go long straight away. Um, and then about five seconds before West Ham did actually score, um, before the pass was played into Anjaka, I, I said, like, we're in trouble here. Five seconds later, they're 1-0 up. And then even after the goal, um, same thing. Um, I think they come down the right. And I was thinking, well, I, I, I can actually see us conceding again. Then we do again. So, um, poor start. Did I see it coming? Yes. Should it have come? No. Um, I think we're, we're a much better team um, for that not to happen. Um, and then, yeah, the team got sort of huddled together. Um, I think Tony sort of led that. That was good to see. Um and then, uh, I don't know if you want to sort of touch on the goal from, from Mukai to sort of get us back into the game. But after that shaky start, then we started to play like Brentford. I, I, don't, I don't get why we, we take eight minutes or take take us to go 2-0 down and try to start playing football. I just, yeah, I just want to touch on the... Obviously, there's question marks raised about whether Onyeka was fouled in the build-up. I don't think he was fouled. I think it was soft. I think... He's gone down looking for it and the referee's not given it. But um, I want to talk about the second goal quickly, their second goal. Obviously, um, let's not take away from Bowen. It was a good, calm, composed finish. But it was a Zanka error. It was one of them, I think it was, it was Neville on comms, weren't it? And he, and he, he summed it up perfectly. He said that he, Zanka took half of the Brentford team out of play with that one ball. And I just feel like it was a common theme within this game. It was a, I just feel like until, obviously, we'll go on to Mopai scoring next, but I just think we had no urgency. There was no, all right, let's go now. Like, we're 1-0 down. We've conceded early. We've embarrassed ourselves mm. here. Let's go out. I felt like it was very, like, we'll just knock the ball around and see what happens. And obviously, Zankar puts the ball infield. We get dispossessed. And then, you know what happens? Especially when you've got a player like Mohamed Kudus out on the right. Like, this guy is... I think he's too good for West Ham. And yeah, I know he was shooting from 35 yards for about 75 minutes of the game, probably trying to get that Instagram compilation going. But I do not know why we allowed that much space to be given on the right-hand side for the ball then to be put in and then Bowen to score. But yeah, let's move on to Neil scoring his goal. Um, I don't know what you think, but I think... That was all Lewis Parr, I think, the way he received the ball. And it was, um, at half-time, it was Gail Cleachy talking about it, and he said the run from Mupai was so clever because, obviously, the, the Mavropanos, I think it was, is running in the direction he doesn't want to be running. And, obviously, Neil, in the moment, he's in a rich vein of form, and he slotted it away. What did you sort of think about the goal? No, I thought it was a sort of classic Neil Mupai goal for Brentford, um, sort of checking in and checking back out. Um to almost throw the defender. Great movement. A little bit lucky, I feel. The ball was bobbling and he almost sort of scooped it. Um, 
over Ariola in goal. But no, good finish. Um, and I thought, to be fair, the 2-2's on here. Um, as soon as that goal went in, I thought, right, the 2-2's on here. Then we started to pick up some form. Then we started to attack the right-hand side. Lewis Potter, really, really strong performance. I think that's arguably his best game for Brentford. I don't know, I don't know um, if you'd agree with that statement. Um, but yeah, and then, and then we just kept the ball. Trying to almost attack, almost tease West Ham as if we were going to try and create a chance to whip the ball in the box. And then we just didn't. Like I don't know about you, but I just didn't feel like we were actually going to score. We were creating some really good half chances, moving the ball about really, really well. Um, it, it was sort of good to watch in the middle of the park. But every time we sort of got close to West Ham's box, I just wasn't thinking we were going to score. I don't know. I, I mean, yes, West Ham dug in very, very well. Their low block um, was good. Their defenders everyone from sort of Marshall toning out a little bit, especially with, with the long balls. But yeah, I just didn't feel like we were going to score today. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like when Mopai's goal went in, it was obviously a big confidence booster. But And then obviously it's become a current theme with Brentford at the moment that um, we have to go behind to go to really come out the blocks. Obviously there's a style there and I don't know the um, exact stat, but I think we've, we've dropped the most points from when we've gone ahead. Right. So that should tell you that when we go behind, we do quite well, but I just feel like West Ham, they just tonight, they wanted it more than us. And I think, I think that them scoring two goals early in the game really killed us. And yeah, we got the goal back and that was probably, it was a good finish by Mopai, but I think we really needed to capitalize on that again. And once we get the first, go get the second, and then bring it back to two-two, and then we can go back to nil-nil again, and then we can go and build from there. Um, a key part of the first half, actually. Um, I want to know your thoughts. Could us right foul on Regulon in the box? Obviously, there was it was clear as day there was no intent to play the ball. We can see that. What Regulon kind of checked his shoulder, so he kind of was looking for it. Do we? Do you think it was a penalty? Like I, I was convinced it was a pen, but maybe that's, maybe that's me wearing my Brentford goggles. But then seeing the reaction after taking the scroll on social media, like I think most people thought it was a penalty. So what do you think about that whole situation? Uh, I think it's a free kick outside the box. I feel if I was a referee and I wasn't obviously a Brentford fan, I wouldn't give it, especially very early doors. Regulon does look. For him, he is very smart, which you could still say that it's not in the letter of the law to look for a penalty. Um, but I think we'll we'll get onto some penalty shouts that were probably more sort of legit uh, for us. Um, talking about the first half, the referee way off it. Um, I thought even even for both sides, I think um, Ayer completely flattened one of West Ham's players, played on, then he gave a foul our way. There was about two, three blatant fouls um, for us in the first half. Referee just didn't give it. Um, could say he was he was letting the game flow, but I mean, some of them were were shocking for us, and it, and it did just kill us, especially as we were trying to push for that sort of second goal and that equaliser. Um, but yeah, we will move on to um, some other contentious shouts. Yeah, I just I. One thing I do think about refereeing, and obviously everyone's got their opinions on refereeing, I understand that. But the thing that frustrates me 
is if that was outside the box, would it be a free kick? Probably yes. So why is it when it's inside the box, it's not a penalty? Right, and that's I just feel like there needs to be consistency there. But we could we could sit here and talk about refereeing decisions for an hour. We could probably pull up for not even Brentford about hundred decisions that this season have gone the wrong way that the referees have messed up on. Um, obviously, we're going to the second half now. We went into the second half um, two one down, I think it was, and we could tell that West Ham are a bit nervy. Um, Ben Mee goes down injured, obviously gets back up and then ends off going off later in the game. Let's just touch on Ben Mee quickly. I think he had quite a good game, if I'm honest. I say that in regards to, I think our whole back three were absolutely, like, I think they were crap, but I think he was the better out of the three because we just, and before we move on, carry on with the game, right, let me just propose this to you. We played a back five, right, clearly in the game. People say it's a three, but it was a five, right? <sighs> Against West Ham away, and I know that seems to be the Brentford way forward, and you obviously highlighted in your pre-match predictions that you thought that Frank would play, a, would play a five, right? If we can't beat West Ham in a five, how are we expected to beat... And yes... Chelsea were awful the other day against Liverpool. They had no fight, and they're going to come kicking out the blocks on Saturday when we play them. So I just don't, I don't understand if we can't beat West Ham in a five, and we don't have the, like we don't have the bottle to go attacking. Then why? Who said we're going to do it against um, teams like Chelsea? Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on this whole back five? Because obviously. Since Rico's really been injured, we've rarely seen a back four for Brentford. So what do you reckon? Yeah, I feel um, that was a very good point that you made. Um, I never used to like the back five. Um, but obviously, since Rico's been out, I can under- like, understand why Frank plays the back five. Especially away from home Monday night. You do want that sort of security rather than a back four. Um, especially with sort of personnel. I don't think playing with a three has worked. This season, uh, sorry, a front three has worked this season. Um, but the gaps and the distances between the players, for some reason, this season have been massive, which is why we've always sort of struggled. Um, playing, playing a back five, I thought we played some good football today, if I'm going to be honest. I thought we played out well, except for the times that we messed up and then conceded. But for 85 minutes of that game, I thought, I thought we, we sort of controlled the tempo. I think we had 59% possession today. Archie enjoyed us on the ball today. Um, so midfield wasn't too bad, moving the ball about. We were just so slow in the final third. So I think playing a back five, as I predicted, um, was the way to go forward. I don't think playing a back four would have really suited this game. I think our, our left back would have been so exposed with Kudos. And I think Regulon uh, would have really, really struggled um, as well. But yeah, what about you? I know you're sort of a big advocate for the sort of back four. I'm just, oh, I don't know, man. I think my biggest problem is, I understand that we've got injuries, but every other team in the Premier League has got injuries, right? And I understand that it's easier to play a front three when you've got Embremo, you've got you've got Shade, right? You've got these sort of players, right? That even if you don't start them, they can come off the bench and work wonders, do unbelievable things. But, I'm just not convinced, man. I'm. I thought, obviously, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I thought we were crap today. 
I couldn't. I thought Regalon had a really bad game, right? Maybe Ooh. I don't know. Maybe it's like me and you seeing the games from different angles. But I thought Regalon was awful today. I think he was throwing his arms around. He clearly fouled Kudus about six times, and then was shocked that he got a yellow and nearly got sent off. Right? I think Zanka, honestly, he's not. Even, he's mid-table championship for me. I don't know why he still gets the game in the Premier League once again. Maybe because of injuries. I think I, I think Flecken had a great game today. I think none of the goals were his fault. Um, I think Onyeka again. Obviously, everyone knows that like Onyeka's maybe not the biggest fan. Premier fans aren't the biggest fan of Onyeka, but I thought he was crap today as well. Um, and I know everyone has off days, but I think Tony was rubbish as well. So, but I just feel like. Yeah, I understand we might not have the players to play a back four, right? But if we're if we're three one down, four one down, with twenty minutes to play, yeah, why not just go for it? We've got nothing to lose. We've already lost, right? So just go for it. Put a back four on. Take one of the centre halves off. When me went off, that was the perfect opportunity. Well, I know it was only two one at that point, but afterwards, it's perfect opportunity to go to a back four, right, and really go for this game and really. Because I feel like with a back five, and obviously we'll move on from this shortly, but with a back five, we're just inviting pressure onto us. And with Ethan Pinnacle, like, do we really have the defensive capabilities to be able to hold teams out? Especially when you've got Kudus, Paqueta and Bowen, yeah, who are probably outside the top six, three of the best players in the league, right? So. But it's just a frustrating one. And it'll be interesting, obviously, we'll be there on Saturday and we'll obviously talk more about the Chelsea game and the Chelsea preview, which will come out on Friday. So make sure you tune in for that one, guys. Just cheeky little plug there. But, um, yeah, I just feel like we need to see a change. We need to see some, we need to see some fight from this team because, yeah, it's all good getting a point at Man City, but when you're going away from home, losing 4-2 to West Ham, who, yeah, they're near the top of the league, but they aren't we beat them five times right out of six like then they're not all that but um yeah so we'll move on anyway to the third west ham goal to go three one up obviously bowen again um my take of the goal regular stepped off kudus and then obviously kudus whipped the ball in and then it just seemed like he got stuck between collins and zanka like it seemed like the, i think it was collins and zanka and he just had a free header, and then obviously there's nothing that Bowen can do from there. What do you reckon? No, nothing that Flecken can do. Sorry, to stop it. Yeah, I think I think it was a it was a good ball in, um, good placement from Bowen. I feel playing about five, Zanka could have got a little bit tighter um, for me. Maybe tucked in Maurice Potter um, a bit more. Um, if Ethan Pinnock's playing, is that going in? I don't know, um, man. Maybe it's not. all about. It's all about defensive yeah, position, isn't it? But, look, it was, it, was, it was a good goal, good finish. Um, I was going to say it took us by surprise, but they did that in the first half, within the first six, four minutes, so can't really use that one. Um, yeah, I think as soon as that goal went in, my heart sank. I thought, OK, get, like, game's over. And then I think the worst part about that is we still kept going. Our heads didn't drop. We didn't just give them the ball. And that's just what... It just makes the game so much more frustrating like especially the final result 4-2 it was not a 4-2 game in my eyes um, yes some players did have an off day um, 
but yeah, we just it was so frustrating because because we did play so well. I I believe we played so well. Yes, there was a few individual mistakes out there, and we weren't we weren't fully like sort of fluid um, in how we wanted to play. But it was a good game of football for me to watch, and, and sort of the way we conceded, we obviously touched on West Ham's fourth goal, which was a good finish by the way. But it was just goals like that which we don't really get the luck with um, when it's sort of our turn and score goals like that um, but yeah just to touch on that sort of last point with uh, Bowen Patrick good finish good cross could it have been prevented maybe but you know if that's a maybe yeah um, obviously this is where me and you are going to differ views again um, I just I feel like I agree with you in the sense that we we played well. It, there were stages of the game where we played well, right? But there's a big, big thing in football that if it's all good having the ball, but it's not very good if you don't do fuck all with it, right? And I just think like there's so many small margins in football. We're playing in the Premier League, right? With players who get bought in from Europe. Could have playing at Ajax in the Champions League, right? A player of that quality, I think it's just the small details. And I know it's something that Frank will look at and will frustrate Frank, but Regulon stood off, right? And and he's got his head down. So he can't... He If Kudus goes on the outside of him, right, he's got him. But if Kudus cuts back inside, he's in no man's land. And then obviously, it's I think it's more clever from Bowen than it is a mistake from the defenders, but... He puts himself in the right place. He's obviously got all the confidence in the world. He's just scored two goals. Now he's got his third. But it's just margins. That leads me on to their fourth goal as well. 4-1. Let's take nothing away from the finish. Absolutely cracking finish from um, Emerson. And if Soccer M was still around, I'm sure that would make it onto the, you know what I mean, Soccer M skill school. But um, I just feel like, again, it's small margins. And yeah, this might be being harsh, but we're Premier League side. I expect better things from this team. There was the balls come out to the edge of the box to Emerson, and ev- you heard the bloody crowd for God's sake. You heard him shoot. I you know. What I mean, I laughed. I was like, "What the hell are they getting him to shoot?" About three of our players came in to close the angle, and Mexican he's like hit it. I've seen Fleck and jump, and obviously as a goalkeeper coach myself, I almost know when goalkeepers just jump for the sake of it. Mm. And I saw him do that, and I thought, oh, yeah, but this is my, this is my problem. People went out to close, but it wasn't quick enough. And I, you know, yeah, I know fatigue comes in in these games, right? I completely understand that, but I feel like you just need to be that bit sharper. And if someone's out to him sharper, yeah, probably would have still got the strike off, but maybe put him off. I think you're harsh on that one. I think you're being very. No, don't don't take nothing. They came out quick. I thought the three came out quick. Zanka's position was brilliant. He sort of checked to the right to block off the left-hand side. Um, it's a great finish. Perfect placement. A little over, um, a, little, a little higher even. It's hitting the crossbar. A little under, it's hitting Fleckham. Um, yeah, I think it was being a bit harsh. I mean, it was, I don't know how many sort of yards away it was, but it was also quite far out. So I don't think the Brent fans, uh, Brentford players really thought it was going to shoot. So I, th- I just think it's one of them. A bit of quality from West Ham. Yeah, just those small margins. I hear it. If he nine times out of ten, if he hits that ball, it's not going in right. But this time he's just struck it so sweetly. But then obviously, Doyen ends of the game. Whistler comes off the bench and scores a goal. I think it was a good finish. Obviously, people thought 
VL looked at it for him offside, but Kufal was playing him about a yard onside. So, yeah, that was a... Let me just pose a question to you. Do you think Worcester should have started this game? Yeah, Mupai, um, got, Mupai got the goal. I completely understand that. But do you... Th- right, let's change the question a little bit. Do you think Thomas took too long to make the subs? Because I feel like he didn't make a... He made a triple change in, what, that 78th minute, 80th minute. And I'm, yes, a lot can happen in 10 minutes. But then again, I think the game was gone. The game was done and dusted. So do you think he could have bought Worcester on earlier, maybe? Maybe tried to stretch that defence a little bit more? Yeah, I thought it was a proper sort of FIFA FIFA change, wasn't it? When you're sort of losing, let's just stick everyone on. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, I thought it was quite late because there was like 20 minutes left and then we started bringing on subs and we were already 4-1 down. But again, from my sort of perspective, I think I sort of shared the same view as Thomas Frank. I thought we were still playing well. So it was like, do you change the team even though we are playing well? Um, yeah, but you say... But this, is my, this is what I'm saying, right? This is my question. This is what I'm asking you. Because, yeah, I hear what you're saying, right? You think we played well, but we're 4-1 down for, you know what I mean? For God's sake, like, surely, like, why do, why would you take the approach of, all right, we'll keep it at 4-1 rather than, obviously, he did end up going score, right, going on and scoring. But do you not just think in that sense, I'm sure a lot more Brentford fans would have appreciated it, right, if we just went for it? Because there's no reward in, yeah, the game ended 4-2 and... Do I think it was meant to be 4-2? No, but I think the scoreline flatters us a lot more than it should do. Because I think West Ham, obviously we differ views, but I think West Ham played us off the park, right? But do you not think you would like, obviously as a Brentford fan, you'd rather us go for it than sit back and then, oh, 80th minutes come. It's like, honestly, mate, like if we if we play Brentford bingo, Thomas Frank to hold his substitutes off till about the 80th minute, I think we'd win most weeks. So, yeah, I feel look, I would have I would have put Whistler on at half time. Um just to sort of inject a little bit of pace. I think Mipai did his job in the first half. A bit non existent in the second half. Um was it really down to him? Not really. Um but yeah, I thought when Whistler did come on, we did play well and then we did actually go to um a front three with Lewis Potter, Terry and Whistler. And then suddenly we started putting balls in the box and starting to create some chances in like the ninety sixth minute. Um but yeah, I feel too little too late. But yeah, I just think it was a bit of a frustrating performance in the final third. Build-up play wasn't too bad. Um, yes, you obviously um, disagree. But yeah, changes were a little bit too late. I thought Damsler, when he came on, a bit hit or miss. Yes, he sort of created the, the sort of chance for the second goal uh, for us. But apart from that, it wasn't... He didn't really do too much like he normally does when he comes off from the bench. And I feel, um, again, Lewis Potter, the game of his life. But it was just very, we are sort of just edging it a little bit and then just recycling it back and then almost teasing to go into the box again and then recycling it back. Um, I think there was a point where Rose obviously came on. Perfect opportunity for him to whip it into Tony. Didn't. And I think uh, the sort of Sky Sports cameras picked up Tony screaming at him. they like, why the hell are you not um, swinging it in? Um, Ariola, two cracking saves. He, he plucked one out from the bottom corner against Onyeka and then had one obviously against Tony. Again, those two goals go in. Completely different game or completely sort of different last sort of five, ten minutes. So I thought we were just, just unlucky today in front of the goal. 
Yeah, I guess I guess that is one way to look at it. Um, obviously, just before Wissa's goal, another controversial decision. Norgard was brought down in the box, and and there was one just before that as well, where Onyeka was fouled just after the halfway line, and everyone, every Brentford player and every Brentford fan, probably even most West Ham fans in the London Stadium, were convinced that that was a foul and it wasn't given. Obviously, the penalty is a different situation. Should it have been a pen? I think that one was clearer than the regular one at the one at the other end, but. Yeah, maybe it's just a situation of it wasn't our day at the end of the day. Like, the referee must have seen it from a different angle. Like, what do you think it was a pen? Yeah, the ones in the second half, um, except for Norgard's one where he just sort of flopped him down from the floor. Mm. Um, yeah, again, referee, he was he was either here or there. I don't know what he was doing for half the game because he certainly wasn't watching the game of football. And the other half of the game, he was sort of given decisions. So, Again, consistency. If you're not going to give anyone, fair enough. If you're going to give some, don't then not give the others. It was just a bit of a strange, even even like for West Ham, it was just a bit of a strange, strange game. Um, the sort of the referee, it was like a little almost coin flip in his head. Right, heads, heads. I'm going to give it tails. I'm not. Um, but yeah, I think I think you've summed that up perfectly. It just wasn't our day today. I thought played some good football. West Ham just had that extra bit of quality, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we have to go again on Saturday, I suppose. Well, um, well, obviously, the full-time result was 4-2 to West Ham. Obviously, Bowen got a hat-trick, Emerson got one, and then for Brentford, Mapai and Wissa. Let's move away from the game now. Something very interesting happened today that will affect us, right? Um, Everton, right? It came out today, reported by... Um, all the big news outlets, um, that Everton's 10-point deduction has been changed to six, so they gained four points back, right? I was speaking to an Everton fan a few weeks ago, and he relayed this whole situation to me. He was sure, right, he was sure that they were going to take, um, they were going to give them the points back, but also but then take 10 points off them. So as it stands, us and Everton are drawn on points because they were given four points back, right? Do we expect Everton and Forest to get another points deduction? Yes, we do. Do we know how many points it's going to be? No, we don't. Do we know if it's going to happen this season? No. Does this put us in real trouble? It doesn't help our cause. Um, I just think the team's in the relegation zone at the moment are not good enough to get back out. Um, yes, we've obviously got to play play them all again, but um, yeah, I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm just not worried about getting relegated, even though we're, we're actually dropping um, sort of down the places. Yes, we obviously dropped um, a place today, but obviously Everton were given sort of six points, uh, four points back. Um, Everton, do they really deserve to be down there with the performances? I think they've been playing some good football under sort of Sean Dyche. Crystal Palace obviously got their new manager, so they're getting that sort of new ma- uh, new manager bounce. I think it is between us and Nottingham Forest, just to see who is going to keep their head above water. Um, but yeah, I think Luton are the only team in that relegation zone who I can see maybe can have a little bit of a fight back. You know, you've got Sheffield United fighting their own players on the pitch. Um, you've got Burnley 
who um, Vince and company is going to keep coming out in his press conference saying that oh, we've learnt so many lessons until they eventually get relegated. Um, and then, yeah, Luton. Yeah, Luton. Luton I see as Brentford if we went up to the Prem um, at Griffin Park. You know, they've they've got that fight. They're not getting the luck, but something may or may not happen with them. It's just whether or not now it's between us and Nottingham Forest, who, who could they potentially jump? Well, this is the thing, right? We're looking at that bottom three, and I agree with you. I think Burnley and Sheffield United are good as gone, right? So let's forget about them for the moment. Luton Town are only five points behind. I think it's only five behind us now, right? Luton's next fixtures, right? Next four fixtures, right? Villa, Villa at home, which Villa are tough, right? But you never know at Kenilworth Road. Palace away, yeah, they got a new manager, but Luton are going to go there fighting as well. Bournemouth away, who, yeah, Bournemouth are no joke at the moment, but they're not that great either. And Forest at home, right? In an ideal world, Luton could easily get six points from that, maybe, maybe seven if they're lucky, right? And then obviously, then we look at, then we look at Forest as well, right? Who, um, who underneath Nuno have been class. Forest next fixtures are are Liverpool at home, so you never know what could happen there. Brighton away, who Brighton are very hit and miss at the moment. Luton Luton at home, Luton away obviously, who you never know. Palace at home, and then Fulham at home, right? And then we go on to our fixtures. Obviously, we've got Chelsea next, as I'm sure people know. Arsenal away. Burnley away, who, by the way, remember when Burnley were last in the Prem, they hadn't won a game all season and go pop us 4-1, right? Man United at home, who aren't who aren't no joke. Brighton at home. Villa away. So, we've... we've yes, we've got an easier end to the run of the season, having to play some of the teams down there. But they've probably got easier runs than us at the moment going in my worry is that our heads will drop and that I I don't know I can you can you honestly right can you hand on heart say that in our next so we've got Chelsea Arsenal Chelsea at home Arsenal away and Burnley away can you honestly see? Can you honestly see us getting more than one point? Uh, yes, and that'll be against Chelsea. Um, you think we beat Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, I don't I do. know, man. Um, and I feel, I feel like our heads won't drop. And I, I think Brentford proved that when we were four-one down, we kept chasing after the ball. We kept trying to create something. How many times have we watched Brentford, especially away from home? We can see two goals and just drop off, almost concede the game straight away. Um, I think because our performances have been so so well at the moment, we're, not, we're just not getting the results. So I feel, yes, performance is good. Keep that going and then the results will come, especially when we play like the likes of Burnley, your Sheffield United, your Lutons. I think if we get something at the Chelsea game, we can go to Arsenal. Hope, hopefully draw. Burnley, again, you never know. You're too optimistic there. I don't. I think. I think reckon? we get. I think we get pumped by Arsenal. Like I saw them the other. 
saw him the other day against Newcastle, and oh my god, they were absolute. Yeah, there's an argument where you can say Newcastle were awful, right? But Arsenal, they absolutely played them off the park. It was unbelievable. But so let's let's just talk a little bit more about Everton's Everton getting a few points back, right? It's happened now. We know that we're drawn on points with them. Luton have still got a game in hand of us, right? And if they win that game, I'm sure they go two points behind us. So, is there... I want you to just give me um, a prediction now, right? I'm going to ask you one simple question. All I want is a yes or no answer, right? Are you worried at the fact we might go down? No. You're not worried? Bloody hell! You're you. You know what? For a pessimistic guy, you're quite optimistic here. I'm obviously. You no, know I, I am only because of the teams below us. I don't think that. I don't think they're good enough. I don't, I don't know. Enough. Well, I guess it's a weird one because if we go win our next game, we could be on points drawn on points with Palace who are thirteenth. If we beat Chelsea, but then if we lose our next game and Luton win, then we're t- they're two points behind us. Do you know what I mean? And we are in real trouble. But. Yeah, um, I'm not too sure. Well, let's move away from the um, men's game quickly because the women's team, wow. Obviously, you are the goalkeeper coach for the women's team, so I'll hand over to you in a minute. 14-0 they won, right? 14-0. And let's take nothing away from the women's team. Obviously, the team they were playing weren't great. Chloe Lodgy scoring eight of them. Eight. Mate, I think this, if, obviously every time I've followed the Brentford women on Twitter, and obviously because you're involved, I keep an eye out for it. Mate, she should be playing for the men's team. She seems to be unbelievable. But yeah, for, just tell us who they played and just give us a rundown of the game, really. Yeah, played against um, Camden and Islington. They were struggling themselves, to be fair, in the league. Um, we came into the game with sort of good form, I think, after the sort of new year. We've really kicked into form. Um, performances have been really, really good. I think it's some of the best football I've seen uh, the Brentford women's team play um, over the sort of three years that I've been there. And um, yeah, I think we were sort of three or four now up within sort of 10 minutes. So um, we sort of top trumped West Ham tonight um, on Sunday. But yeah, I think um, it is very clear sort of the difference in quality. Um, we are sort of the sort of a sleeping giant in this league. We need to get out of this league. Um, Benfica are top of the league at the moment, although um, I think we've got four games in hand over them. So we can catch them. I believe we will. Um, 14-0, Chloe Logie. Again, eight goals. Um, I think she even missed a penalty as well in that game. So it could have even been nine for her. But yeah, I think um, all in all, great team performance. Really excited for the game with the GTEC. Uh, which is on the 24th of March. So, um, quick little plug in there uh, for anyone who's able to come down. And um, talk about coming down Sunday, uh, we've got a semi-final against Hackney in the Cup, uh, which is at Bedford Sport, so it's quite local to Brentford. Free to come down. Um, I can promise some good football, as we've been playing some great football. You know, coming off the back of a 14-0 win, who wouldn't want to come and watch um, Brentford win this week? Yeah, exactly. Because if Brentford men ruin your weekend, let's hope that Brentford women can make it that that tad better. Well, exactly. it, is, it is a great great sort of pickup 
from a from a normal Saturday this season. You know, sort of down in the sort of dumps after watching Brentford like the men's play. And then um to have on a Sunday and at least I get to see one one Brentford team win on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um well that's all we've got for time for really. So this has been the match reaction to West Ham away, four two winners unfortunately. Sorry, we lost four two unfortunately. Just to recap, Jared Bowen got a hat trick, Emerson got one as well. Then for Brentford, Mupai and Wissa scored. Cam, how'd you find that, mate? Good pods, frustrating result. Frustrating result, good performance. Well, um, just a just a quick plug out there. Um, next week, obviously, we've got Chelsea at home. The preview will be out on the Friday. And the match reaction will be out on the Sunday. Go follow us on all social medias. Um, our Twitter account is at All Brentford Pod, as well as we've also got TikTok as well. And we're also on YouTube. Well, if you're watching this right now, we've got YouTube at All Things Brentford. And if you're listening on Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere else, head over to the YouTube channel at All Brentford Pod to see our faces and vice versa. If you're watching on YouTube and you fancy a listen, maybe in the car, head over to our Spotify. But yeah, that's all we've got time for today and I will see, we will both see you in the next preview. Thank you.